so we're a little we're we're running behind on time uh but you know shit happens and uh you're the second person i've introduced this charlie drink to so it's not bad it's It's not not bad bad at all because you're not a coffee dude not at all not at all but it doesn't it like it literally to me it doesn't taste like coffee no right which is scary which is scary very scary yeah so I'm going to turn this thing here because it seems like you're going to stay in this kind of slouch position, which is fine. And then just take the, like, see this part right here and just twist it down. There you go. Cool. Better? Much better. All right. All right. So Robert Hamilton. Yep. RJ. The man, the myth, the legend. What's, what's the J stand for? <laughs> All right. So because my dad's name is Bobby, uh-huh. um, everybody always referred to me as little Bobby. So basically RJ is kind of like being a junior without actually having the junior title. Oh, okay. Shit. Yep. See, cause I, I'm a junior. So oh. yeah. So it's Edward William Green Jr. Okay. Yeah. So does anybody actually call you junior though? No, or, no, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. No one calls me junior. Um, but I do, I don't know. I kind of like the, I kind of like being a junior. And like, if I have a son, I'm going to probably try to keep the, you know. <laughs> don't do that. No. Don't, don't no, do that to him? No. no. no? You got the third. You the got third, the fourth. The fourth. Yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> That's a bad idea. Bad idea, yeah. Come up with something brand new. Brand new. I don't know, but it's like, I don't know. I've never really given like a whole lot of thought into what I'm going to name my hypothetical kid. Have you? Well, first of all, do you even want kids? Yes, of course. Okay. Well, hey, some people don't. Yeah. I like to think, you know, I kind of want a basketball team. At least a good five. That's all. Okay. At least one of them is going to the league somehow, some way. Yep. Another one's going to be some talented doing something else, and another one, social media influencer. You know? <laughs> With their own drink at Dunkin' Donuts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but names, what do you got? Okay, so first name will probably be Aaron. Aaron. I don't know why Aaron? A A R O N or E R I N? No, A A R O N. A A R O N. Okay. Um, and then I can always because I can name him Ace. You know, just give him nice little nicknames. Yep. Uh, another one would probably be like Cameron, Cam for short. Okay. Um. As far as girl names go, yeah, I haven't even thought of it. For my sake, my sanity, I'm hoping I don't have any girls. Uh huh. Cause I just know uh, <laughs> I'm probably gonna have a shotgun ready for all the boyfriends that come. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, see, I don't want kids because, well, I, personally, I don't even know if I can have kids, and I, I like, I haven't been you know, confirming this, but I probably should go to a doctor and get this confirmed. But, uh, there's been a lot of times where, you know, I would think I would have had a kid by now and it hasn't happened. So it's like, what are the odds that every chick I've been with has, you know, at some point you have to start thinking I'm the problem. You know what I mean? True. But (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I'm firing blanks, (laughs) but that's the, the beauty of it though. Keep shooting. Is it though? It's like 
similar to my tire situation. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, yeah, that's fucking awesome that I can just like, I have no responsibility in terms of having to worry about having a kid. And then some days I wake up and I'm like, that really sucks. If that's true. Like I can't, like, I would rather have that choice for myself. You know what I mean? True. Versus uh, that's just the way it is. Mm, I mean, you could always, you know, just keep experimenting. <laughs> that's what I would say. Just, just keep shooting it, you know? Once bound to happen, you know? It's a bound to happen, yeah, for sure. Yep. I mean, if it's successful, then you're good. If it isn't, then, I mean, you know, yeah. you'll still live a great life. Yep. Adopt, you know? That's always a good route to go. For sure. Only because I'm a perfectionist. Can you pull the microphone a little closer to you, like the whole stand? Yeah, it, it's very top heavy. Cause yeah. All right. Oh, see how it sounds so much. It sounds so much better. <laughs> like you, like earlier you sounded far away. Uh, now you sound like you're right in the person's ear. I got to get better microphones. Like these microphones are good for like, these are a hundred dollar microphones, which is good. But there's like $400 microphones that you could be, you could, you could be over here and it would sound, it would sound like this. So, you know, uh, I mean, these are a little intrusive, how close you have to be to them. True. But I mean, this is still good for what it is. Yeah. 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 This whole setup, probably, I think, if I remember correctly, was like $1,100. So Not it was, bad. It was Not definitely bad it was definitely uh, it was definitely an expenditure that I had to save up for. Because, mm. dude, when I started podcasting, because you because you asked me on the ride over, like what, like about podcasting when i started podcasting i i literally did podcasts on this thing Ooh. on my phone i would i would hold it to my mouth the microphone and i would just talk and then if i had a guest i would have an app on the phone and i would just call them and have like a phone call conversation with them and the audio was fucking awful hey you've come a long way <laughs> that's a good thing ah <laughs> uh. The struggle is real. I will say that. Yeah, the fucking struggle is real, <laughs> dude. It's terrible because, you know, I want like, like ultimately this is what I want. This is because we were talking about like, you know, obviously Rogan is, is, is I think the ultimate podcaster. And I was just watching this last night, his interview with, with Kanye West. Of course. Fucking look at this setup, dude. Like forget the studio. Like the studio <laughs> is amazing itself, but look at, he has like the boom arm. Oh Yeah. That's the four hundred dollar microphone I'm talking about. It's a Shure SM7B. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. But we're actually wearing these headsets right now. Hey, so you're like part of the way it is. <laughs> like I'm not trying to you know imitate, but when it comes to like the the mechanics, I am trying to imitate. Well, so. I mean that's always good. You can take and learn from him. Use a lot of his stuff and switch it up and make it your own. True. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a. Uh, fucking like that was one of like joe's most requested interviews and like i don't know like if you're a big uh kanye fan yeah but he was he was literally joe's most requested guest for like years like everybody in the comment section on youtube would be like dude when are you getting kanye on when are you getting kanye on when are you getting kanye on that can be a good thing and bad thing because <laughs> with kanye i love him but you never know what you're going to get from Kanye. You don't know if you're going to get Yeezus one day, Yay the another day, Kanye one day, and then some other random guy. I yeah. mean, it's, uh, it's funny because a lot of times 
Joe is in control of the of the interview, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's very um, I don't know how you would describe it, but he's it's it's a lot of times it's very obvious that he is the host yeah. and they are the guest. With Kanye West, it is so reversed. Kanye is the host, yes, and Joe is the guest. That's exactly <laughs> how it is with Kanye. <laughs> Joe Joe just sits there and lets Kanye go off on like all these. Like, I don't even know what he's talking about here, but we'll just take a quick little, like, it's hysterical. I don't even know what he's talking about. Uh, Travis and Cuddy dancing. He had 50 Cent there, Jay-Z there, Lamar Odom, the uh, the first. Oh, it has to load. One second. First time that people, you know, saw him in re- uh, walk again um, was we walked together into the, uh, into the stadium. Uh, and he's camo, Yeezy jacket. All uh, I had to tell, and the reason why that was so important is like when he was in a coma, I would come by and play him the new music. And once he was out of the coma, he said that he remembered that music when he was in a coma, and that was the album I was playing that day. So that's the reason why me and Lamar <laughs> See, he uh, just, walked in he just sits there the whole together. And then the next uh, few months later, I did a fashion show, and it started 45 minutes late. So. But that's seriously uh, that that is definitely one of my all time favorite Joe Rogan episodes because it's just as because I think a lot of people think Kanye is just nuts, but I think he's honestly one of like I didn't vote for him like because I didn't vote in this past election. Yeah. But I I I always joked that I wanted to vote for him, but he wasn't on the ballot from my understanding. Oh no. So was only in like certain states. Yeah, but he wasn't in Florida as far as I know. Yeah. No. If he was, I'm pretty sure he would have won. I, 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 I would have fucking voted for him, seriously, because, you know, I just think he has, I don't know, like again, people think he's nuts, like he just talks out of his ass, and but you watch something like this where it's unfiltered, it's unedited, you know, people aren't fucking with it or like creating, you know, little audio clips for themselves. It's just, it's just him talking, and that's what I really appreciate about Joe. He just kind of he knows when to take a step back and let the guest talk. True. I mean, yeah, you don't really see that a lot, especially in a lot of other podcasts and whatnot. You'll see where it's more like the host is really just trying to just go for it instead of just like listening, sitting back, you know, doing most of the job of yeah. just chilling and relaxing. Yeah. Uh, but I will say with Kanye, though, uh, I guess, I mean, he said it best. Name a genius who isn't crazy. I mean. Name a genius who isn't crazy. When you think about it. Einstein, they thought he was crazy, but he's probably one of the smartest people to ever grace this earth. Yeah. Um, Kanye, as much as people would hate him, he's a musical genius. Yes. Yeah. The, the things that he's done, the the music that he's created and whatnot, he's he's good. What's your What's your favorite uh, What's your favorite album? Because I have mine, and I guarantee you, it's not anything that you would think about. Ah, uh, okay. So it's actually split. It's either. Um, college dropout, or I would probably say Life of Pablo, because that's Pablo. just a, a just a collection of just talent. Yeah, yeah, because College Dropout is his debut, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's followed by what's the oh, uh, late registration? Yep. And then graduation. Yep. Okay. And then uh, and then Life of Pablo. Yeah. That. Or no, it was. Um, well, no, no. I'm saying like, and then, and yeah. then we're jumping to that one. Yeah. My favorite is the one that's after graduation, 808s and Heartbreak. You know, the, that was a very good one. The whole auto-tune thing. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> everybody will, and this is a general, like, like, like a generality, but everybody hates that album just because of how much he relied on autotune. Like when that album came out, it got such polarized reviews because everyone was like, why is this all autotuned? Well, I mean, I think mostly because he was trying to jump onto that wave that T-Pain and a lot of the other artists were trying to get onto because they kind of made their sound from autotune. And just by being, by yay being yay, he kind of tried to jump on that train and try to use that and create something a little different. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing wrong with it, though. Yeah, no. It's amazing. I, I thought it was good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I think it's it's that one, and then it's... um. My dark twisted fantasy. Oh yep, yep, yep. Um, but it's eight oh eights and heartbreak, and then there's another one. I forget. It's like his most recent one. What's that one called? Um, it's like an all gospel one. Jesus, Jesus is King. Yep, yep. Those are the, like his only two albums that have like they don't have the um, the parental advisory sticker yeah. on it. Mm -hmm. They're totally clean albums. And uh, but even then, that was still good though. Which one? Jesus is King? Yes. I haven't listened to it because... It's good. I mean... Uh, that genre doesn't necessarily, you know... True. Gospel is not up my alley. <laughs> like, we were talking about working out to, sh like, shit. Yeah. I would not work out to a gospel. Oh, no. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> uh, I, I could, no. But it's cool, you know? It, like, it, it, it's very cool that he goes from, you know, something like 808s and Heartbreak, which is very kind of melancholy very drum heavy mm -hmm. you know songs to doing something like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy with you know he's got uh like those are all like insane kind of just mind-blowing songs like monster like that's one of my favorites from that fucking uh, album monster that is that is a great song you great know song. and then he get but then he does something like gospel going all into jesus is king and that's what I love about him. You know? But you also got to think, though, because when he first came out, one of his first songs was Jesus uh, Jesus Walks. That was a gospel song, basically. So I guess with that one, he was trying to get back to his roots of what he did before. Yeah. But, I mean, just to be able to expand from different genres, from gospel to rap, to throw in a little bit of pop and whatnot, it, it's still yeah. it's good. And then I even think uh, at one point he... Played with the fact of uh, techno. True, yeah. Because like what, Stronger? Yeah. Is kind of mm -hmm. techno-y. That's exactly where he took it from. Daft Punk. Daft Punk, yep. Daft Punk. <sighs> and I think he's also <laughs> trying to keep up with um, Pharrell because that's mostly what Pharrell does with uh, the Neptunes and whatnot. He, he'll go from um, doing techno to rap to pulling from like the classical music to pulling from like the top pop charts and whatnot is, hey, it's it's amazing. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, he's he's definitely he's definitely up there in terms of you know, just is he MJ level? Because we were talking also about MJ. Ah, is is Kanye MJ level? That's a very strong comparison. No, no, he's not. No, not yet. Not yet. I would say what helps him is because. Kanye's coming from the producer standpoint to the like artist standpoint, it kind of helps him, makes him kind of one of a kind because not a lot of producers can be great artists as well. Mm -hmm. But with MJ, it's I don't know with him, it's more 
he just crosses over to any genre and can automatically make it that much better. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, he just makes it that much better. It's, I don't know. I think um, I was talking to a friend who's a very big um, Michael Jackson fan, and he was telling me how on the Thriller album, actually, working with Quincy Jones uh, in the uh, song Thriller. Yep. So all those, like, the sounds of the werewolf and all that, that was all Michael Jackson. The fact that he's able to, yeah, exactly. That's exactly the face I made. The fact that he's actually able to create all those sounds. The sounds of, yes. of, of the werewolf in the back, that's Michael Jackson? That's Michael Jackson. Really? Yes. All right. <laughs> you, 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 you have piqued my interest. <laughs> Thriller. All right, let's do... That's the album. Is it just me? Okay, so I love MJ, but I always thought the cover of Thriller was weird. Because it's like, what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. I think it was more of just by being his first studio album. He was just like, hey, this is all me. Forget the rest of the group. No more Jackson 5, all me. Well, no, no, no. Off the Wall is his first. Oh, okay. Off the Wall. And then you got Thriller. Okay, yeah. But like... I mean, it's I mean, it's it's iconic. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like, what does this have to have to do with anything? And I don't even think he wears this in. I could be wrong because I haven't seen every music video, but he doesn't wear that in Beat It. He doesn't wear that in Billie Jean. He doesn't wear that in Thriller. So it's like I don't know. It, it's it's always been like, what what does this have to do with anything? Like when they did the the Thriller twenty five album, mm -hmm. that or like right here, I think that's a better cover. Okay, yeah. Because it's from Thriller. Exactly. And it's got the zombies around them. And, ah, you know what I mean? Classic. Anyways, so this is so this supposedly. So you tell me what's Michael Jackson because now I'm really curious. Okay. This is him. That's Michael Jackson. That's Michael Jackson. Okay. The more I think about it, the more I like I tune into it, I can kind of hear a human voice in there. That's funny, dude. I never would have picked up on that. And I'm and, and, and I know some some MJ trivia, but I did not know that. Yep. That's wild. I didn't know either until he told me and he was like, Yeah, man, like uh him and Quincy Jones, man, they, they worked hand in hand on that album. It was amazing and I was Jeez. Just... Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Kanye is 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 MJ level yet. Exactly. I but I but I feel like you know, he'll be even if he even if he never reaches MJ level because MJ level is because what he was 5 years old or whatever when mm -hmm. he when he joined the Jackson 5 yep. or when they started the Jackson 5. So I mean, right from the get-go, Michael Jackson was already thrown in the spotlight. Yeah. So he has that on Kanye because Kanye got famous at what age? I don't even know what age he was. Uh, I want to say like late twenties. Yeah, like twenty five, twenty four. Yeah. So yeah. So MJ has over a True. decade on the dude. I mean, I would say the closest in comparison to Michael Jackson, though, believe it or not, that's living. That's living. Okay. Chris Brown. Oh my God! Okay. No. Okay. Why? Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. I do to say this. No. Chris Brown started at an early age. Uh huh. Around like the 15, 16 <laughs> spectrum. Yeah. 
everything he does is centered around Michael Jackson. The moves he does. True. Yeah. Uh, the music. Being able to cross from R&B over to pop, over to um, tech, techno, whatever. Able to just to go even to... I want to say he tried to be, become a rapper at one point. So uh -huh. even then, it's being able to cross from different genres. Yeah. Chris Brown. Chris Brown. <sighs> but like, are you saying it because he emulates MJ a lot or he's not MJ level? No, but I feel like if anybody... He's the closest thing to a living MJ? Yes. Okay. I can agree with that because he has amazing dance moves. His vocals are really good. I don't know. Can Does he perform the same live like does he sound good live yes he sounds good live yes because uh, i can't recall ever seeing a, like a video of him do a live performance oh uh, no his, his live performances are normally pretty crazy okay. kind of like how you said with your um niece just having those fans who just pass out yeah yeah he has a few <laughs> of those maybe not for the right reasons but you know yeah oh yeah 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 I, like, I never understood that. So on the drive over, I was telling Robert that, like, my niece is such a hardcore, yeah, tw like, tw kind of twist it back up. Like, I feel like it keeps falling down for some reason. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> there we go. That right. should be good. Um, she's, like, a hardcore Michael Jackson fan. And she would have been one of those fans in, if you watch his Live in Bucharest concert, if you watch his History concert, there's literally footage of people in the audience just passing the fuck out and i like i never understood it it's like i mean yeah it's michael jackson but are you you're passing out like you're missing the concert <laughs> 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 like what like you're not really a fan and like in my opinion because you're missing your concert that you're so like you like you were probably waiting months maybe even a year or two for this concert yes you get there me, like immediately into want to be starting something you pass out you wake up Concert's, and, and concert's over. over. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> oh god, I never understood it. But 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 Chris Brown has those, huh? Yeah. I, I mean, no. Like, there's nobody. There there is no living person that could make me pass out if I saw them live. Is there someone like you wouldn't pass out, would you? No, no, no. no. Mostly because I just always feel like if I'm gonna spend the money for that person, like I really like take the time out of my schedule to go watch that person, yeah. then yeah, I'm going to make sure I watch the entire show. Yeah. But but do you get starstruck? Like if you were to meet, I don't know, who's somebody that you admire? Um, Someone like Kanye. Um, Would you get starstruck if you met Kanye? No, surprisingly, no. Or even if I met like someone like J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar. Mm -hmm. No, I don't, I don't think so. Now, I guarantee you, because I know I would, if they had a way to bring back people from the dead. I don't think it'd be starstruck. I think it'd be more of just like, <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? Why, why are you living right now? Yeah. Now, you bring Michael back. Yeah. I'd be like, whoa, dude. Well, I have a theory. I, like, I don't think he's dead. Mm. <laughs> I think he literally got sick and tired of all the public shit that he was like, we need to come up with something that erases me from humanity. And now he's just living rogue. You know, the crazy part is if any artist or anybody in general could do that, could do it, it'd <laughs> be him. Jackson. It, it would literally only be him. 
Because, dude, I mean, I can't imagine being that famous where literally we go into this backyard here and we go over here to this house being built and these people that are like, you know, construct, they, they would, they would know me because I'm Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh my God, it's Michael Jackson. He's back. <laughs> they, they, they would know me like that's nuts. Especially just always having people just say, Hey, can you do the moonwalk for us? Or, Hey, can you give us an autograph or do something? Yeah. Uh, cause I, cause, okay. So here's a, here's a good separator of Kanye versus Michael Jackson. I feel like that analogy it's it's 50-50 if these people building this house next to this house would be like, are you Kanye West? You know what I mean? Yeah, but at this time and, and moment, I don't think they would know him for the musical aspect, mostly because of him always being in the media. Okay. I would say with him being like out and about, trying to run for president, <laughs> um, his just crazy moments he's had, uh, even with being married with Kim Kardashian and now with them about to get a divorce, I feel like that's not <laughs> the good way he wants to be remembered. True. Yeah. That's funny. I forgot who told me, but some some one of my friends told me that he's not even in like him and Jay-Z aren't friends anymore. Like I like I literally don't follow celebrity gossip because it's just like what the fuck? <laughs> like, I have my own life. Exactly. <laughs> but I find that hysterical because, you know, they did the whole Watch the Throne album together. They Which did. is good. Watch the Throne's amazing. <sighs> um, no Church in the Wild. I like, I fucking love that song. And it's, it's, it's so wild that, because I don't even know what the whole story is, but apparently something happened to Kim in Paris and yeah. Jay-Z and, J- and, and, and Jay-Z never texted Kanye if, if, everything's okay or something. It was just like, what? I find it goofy, honestly. Yeah. Celebrity gossip, I find goofy. It's pointless, but, you know, I think that's where we kind of forget that celebrities a lot of times are basic human beings just like us. And everybody's always thinking like, oh, well, um, we should feel this way about them because they're this person. Oh, they're literally just, just like you and me. Random, the same people. Yeah. Nothing different about him. Yep. I just, I don't know. I think that would be like the, the worst part about being a celebrity, though. Just being not being able to be treated like a normal human being rather than being treated like, in Kanye's appearance, like a god. Yeah. So. Well, he even has a song, isn't it? I Am a God? Yes. Yeah, from uh, from Jesus. <laughs> That's uh, a, dude, honestly, Besides, um, uh, not Watch the Throne, besides Jesus is King, because I haven't listened to it, I don't think he's released a bad album. Like, he might have weaker songs. True, okay. But, but a collective album, I don't think there's one on there that I don't, like, have at least three or four, like, oh, my God, oh, shit, oh, shit, you okay. know? true. Like, so when I think of Jesus, I think of Black Skinhead. Yes. The... <laughs> and obviously, because that was a... Uh, did you ever see The Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. That that was like attached to that movie, The Wolf of yep. Wall Street. So that's sort of what got me in in the mood for that song. He uh on on Jesus is uh New Slaves. Yes. That fucking song, dude. That's a very good song. Holy shit. <laughs> I know every single word there and and like like when friends get in the car and shit and I put like that song on and I just fucking sing along with it <laughs> zone everybody out yeah like everyone's like dude what the hell are you on man <laughs> like i love this shit oh, man. yeah it's good definitely good 
but someone like you going into the military and this and this kind of ties into this stuff you really can't be i imagine you can't be consumed with worrying you know what's happening with kanye or you know what i mean like it seems like you have a like you have other interests outside of just yeah celebrity gossip or yeah i mean i don't normally don't it's rare that i'll actually like hear about any celebrity gossip if i'm not like looking on snapchat or see something on instagram or whatnot mm-hmm. or even like on a, just a podcast that's like the only time i would honestly hear about celebrity gossip yeah and even then it's like i'll have like friends who'll be like hey did you hear like this happen i'm just like oh no i'm like okay they're just like well what do you think about it i really don't care yeah like, yeah and do you tie that into well have you always been this way or because you're going into the military like you have to like you have to kind of like what I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say here. You're you, you literally cannot be consumed with that shit because you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure I've always been this way. Okay. I I think more now I'm trying to be more conscious of it just because back then it was more like, I just don't care. Yeah. And now it's more like, okay, I don't care because of this rather than saying like, I don't care. Cause then some people could, uh, think that I'm just being an asshole and just think, oh, no, he just doesn't care about shit. Yeah. In reality, it's like, no, I don't care because of this. It doesn't pertain to me. I'm not worried about it. So. Yeah. yeah. So have you always wanted to go into the military? No. No? Not at all. So, okay, so this is the military talk. Oh, got it. Because yep. when I first met you and we had the, we had the, uh, um, we were at Moonrise and we were having a, you know, a couple beers and obviously I, I'm a lightweight. You're not a lightweight at all. Uh, and I got a, I got a couple beers in and I was like, dude, like the shit you're telling me, it's a shame we don't have microphones in front of us right now because I, like, I seriously would love to do a podcast with you. So kind of recount everything as, as much as you can remember. Cause dude, you were telling me some wild shit. Yeah. It, it, it was a <laughs> lot of shit, a lot of shit to happen. Um, just, you know, so you're going into the national guard. Yep. Right. Mm hmm. Okay. Um, it mostly, okay. So here's the whole backstory for it. Okay. I think I already told you too. So basically went up to West Florida, you know, was going over there for my master's degree and all that. And lo and behold, I got paired with a 77 year old roommate. (laughs) Shit was horrible. (laughs) Oh my God. It was horrible. And 77 to your how old? To 25. <laughs> 24 at the time. So Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm over here thinking about, you know, what most 27-year-old guys are thinking about. Like, let's have fun. Let's go do this. And he's just sitting in the room, like, just laying down, watching. I don't know what the hell he's watching. <laughs> most of the time, he's always like, hey, man, can you uh, go pick me up some wine? And, and I'm just like, okay. I mean, Yeah. Uh, he walks around the house drunk and it's it's, it's horrible. Uh, and then just always trying to find a way to get up out of there. I never thought that I would feel so uncomfortable in my own crib. And yeah, it was not good. One thing led to the other and I ended up joining the military. Just basically <laughs> to get out of my lease, unfortunately. I hate to say it. And I'm pretty sure he went to a retirement home. 
I hope he's okay wherever so, he is. All right. So wait. So hold on. So is it safe to assume that had this not happened, you would not be even remotely interested in the military? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Because that seems like a wild excuse to join the military just to get out of a lease with a 77-year-old dude. <laughs> okay. As much as I know this might offend some, you know, military people. Nothing yeah. wrong. I love being in the military. Um, that is one of the key factors for joining guests. Wow. Especially just being able to join and just to have that sense of security no matter what I do. So if I were to go out, even with the pandemic, with... Um, if with all the jobs being lost and whatnot, just being in the military, I always had some type of security, so I can always fall back on something. Yeah, that's 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 definitely true. So okay, so you get out of the lease, and this is what? So this is just last year. Yeah. Okay. Get out of the lease. I go to the recruiting office. They're like, "Yeah, man, let's let's get you signed up." Oh yeah. Uh, I think surprisingly, I think I, I made it a little too easy for my recruiter because. <laughs> Pretty sure I signed my contract in at least a good month. And normally it takes like a good two or three months just for convincing and all the paperwork. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, man, uh, we can get you shipped out like in two more months. And I was like, all right, anything closer? <laughs> He's like, well, I mean, let me see. The next day, boom, I got something next month. And I was like, all right, let's go. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um. I get over to basic and I'm over here thinking like it's about to be like a breeze because everybody's saying like, yeah, man, no, it's going to blow by. It's going to fly by. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, that was not the case. Okay. So for, cause this is obviously strictly audio. Um, the only kind of visual that people will have is I usually, you know, on my social media, I have a photo of the guests. So like they'll, they'll be able to see what you look like, but you're a tall dude and you're fucking like, you have muscle on you. Like you're definitely kind of no homo beefy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Compared to me, like I'm tall and lanky. You but boot camp was a struggle for you. Um yes, to an extent. Mostly it wasn't the struggle simply for the constant workload we had to do. Mostly because anytime we had something heavy, always had like something that required two or three people, they always looked at me and was like, hey, Rob, you got this. Pick this up. Take it over here. I'm just like, why me? And they're like, look at you. You're the biggest one here. <laughs> uh, uh, and that was from everywhere, from me and my battle buddies. They would always try to somehow concoct a plan to have me do all the workload. Yep. Or if it was like my drill sergeants who would always be like, hey, uh, hey, you. You look big enough. You get over here and come lift this. Yeah, it was just a lot of uh, constant lifting, a lot of uh, a lot of workload. And I feel like now I'm thinking about it, I really didn't get paid for that. So I really <laughs> feel like I should be compensated. <laughs> um, I'm pulling up because I remember we did talk about this. Because when I think of when I think of boot camp, um, and I. I just do this in general. I, I I always relate stuff back to movies because movies are like one of my all-time favorite things to talk about. I was like, so was this similar to Full Metal Jacket? Was this was this similar? Did you have a similar experience to the to the boot camp shit in Full Metal Jacket? So uh, I just want to play this. 
right, so this is the opening of Full Metal Jacket. We're going to skip this where they're all getting their heads shaved. This movie's so good. Very good. Okay, here it is. I am Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, your <laughs> senior drill instructor. From now on, you will speak only when spoken to. And the first and last words out of your filthy sewers will be, sir. Do you maggots understand that? Sir, yes, sir. Bullshit, I can't hear you. Sound off like you got a pair. Sir, yes, sir. If you ladies leave my island, if you survive recruit training, you will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are pukes. You are the lowest form of life on earth. You are not even human fucking beings. You are nothing but unorganized, grabastic pieces of amphibian shit. Because I am hard, you will not like me. But the more you hate me, the more you will learn. I am hard, but I am fair. There is no racial bigotry here. I do not look down on niggers, kites, wops, or greasers. Here you are all equally worthless. And my orders are to weed out all Here you are all equally not worthless. Pack the gear to serve in my beloved car. Do you maggots understand that? Sir, yes, sir. Bullshit, I can't hear you. Sir, yes, sir. What's your name, scumbag? Sir, Brown and Brown, sir. <laughs> so, okay, so in relation to something like that, which that's obviously a very different kind of boot camp. Yeah. I don't know how factual that is. Um, Believe it or not, that is probably... Pretty accurate? A good 80% accurate, yes. In terms of what? The way... So this dude, Arlie Ermey, he was a real drill instructor. That's why they got him for this movie. Yeah. That's why. So is it similar in the way that he talks? Like how he's very loud and very monotone? Is Is it similar in the way like the way he calls them pieces of shit and equally worthless and yes. Yeah. To all of that. Um, I will say though, it's not as intense anymore. Thankfully, (laughs) Um, mostly because it's like, so now the drill sergeants, they couldn't hit us, which was good, but it was also bad because by them not being able to hit us, they would throw a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. throw chairs or we had one drill sergeant, Six five, like two forty, just real beefy. Yeah, he gets mad one day. He just destroys everybody's cot. Just flips everything. Like it's oh my goodness, and everybody's like trying to stand still. And er- yeah, one person over there, damn near about to cry. And yeah, yeah, that, it that was- would be me. <laughs> I'd be like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> that's exact. We had a few people say that, um, but. That's actually probably the most accurate. But we also had a lot of people coming in who would always like talk to the drill sergeant. Hey, drill sergeant, is this gonna be like a metal full metal jacket? Is it really gonna be like this? And they're always like laughing, like, "Oh, you think that's real? Oh, just wait." Yeah. But it was never as intense like that. But yes, to an extent, somewhat. But yeah, without like the physical contact of having them hit you and stuff like that. Um, surprisingly enough, we actually did have someone. We actually went crazy. Very similar to. We actually had two, very two. But they didn't blow their brains out. Um, <laughs> or, no. or or kill the drill instructor. <laughs> no, they were on the verge though. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where I guess it kind of brought us all together because we all equally hated him. Oh, so yeah. he treated us like shit. 
and always called us, you know, bendejo. So we all felt like pieces of shit, basically. Uh, but as far as the two or three people that went crazy, we had one guy who was like fresh out of high school, 18, real little guy. And like everybody would always pick on him because he had a lisp. And we're, we're just like, all right, man, like me and a few other people were like, hey, man, just leave him alone. He's chill. Just let's go. Yeah. But I don't know what happened. I guess two or three people just kept picking on him and they did it so much that he told them one day, like, hey, like, you keep fucking with me. I'm going to, whenever we get our guns, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to shoot you and kill you. And like everybody like went quiet and was like, oh shit. Just so happened, like the drill sergeant was walking in and heard most of it and he was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, let's just, it's safe to say that he only lasted maybe like a good two more weeks and then they shipped him back home, yeah. thankfully. Yeah. Because if they didn't, it would have, it would have escalated pretty quick. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Yeah. There, so is there a um cuz I'm not I'm not familiar with this. Is there a uh cuz it seems like in the older days like you could actually cuz there's a scene in Full Metal Jacket where the dude that that goes crazy, he mm-hmm. he steals a donut or something from the cafeteria. The drill instructor finds it. Yep. He he's like, "Well, now you're everyone's going to pay for your fuck up. So everyone give me, you know, 100 push-ups while he eats the donut." And then the next scene is him sleeping and they all put bars of soap into a into pillowcases and they tie them down and they beat them with it. It yep. seems like is there more of a like you can't do shit to other people at boot camp like you can't fuck with your own crew. Like there's no like a like a no tolerance. Um yes and no. It's kind of like yes because y'all basically all brothers and sisters or whatever in there so you can't really like Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. yeah. And it's to create unity, basically. That's what it is. But it is like a few rotten apples, per se, where it's like, all right, either, you know, we're going to keep getting fucked up by the drill sergeant because of his fuck-ups, or we handle it and, you know, hopefully squash it. So with the sock party, what it's called, that's that's literally what it is. (laughs) Like, you'll have like six people, or not even six, it'll be like eight people. Two people will hold, like, the top of the sheets over him. Uh, The other two will hold his legs down. And then they'll be like, whatever's uh, left, throw, sock, throw our uh, soap in the socks and just start wailing at them. What the fuck? Yeah, now I'm thinking about it. It wasn't <laughs> the best idea, but you know, when you're just tired of running and doing push-ups every single day for one person's fuck up, it kind of gets old. Wow. And then I know like one, one group of people, what they used to do was um, late at night when the drill sergeant left. They would always um, go to the restrooms and have, like, fight club literally in the restrooms. And, like, whatever, like, beef or anything that was going on that day, uh-huh. they're just like, don't worry. That's why we're going to the bathrooms later on. They'd go to the bathrooms, and there would be a full-out brawl. Mm. Yeah, literally, it was fight club. Yeah, see, this is, ugh. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. But like once you're in boot camp, you can't. Well, can you pussy out? Uh, can you be like, I, I literally can't do this. Get me out of here. You can't do that. No, you have to at least complete it. Because they always tell you the eat the quickest way to get out of basic is to uh, just complete basic. Because if you try to like pussy out and say I don't want to do this anymore, 
it's almost like they're petty because they make it their priority to make sure you stay longer or you have to watch everybody graduate and then you don't get a chance to leave until another two weeks after. Okay. So you're kind of, you're basically fucked. You're, you're better off just going through. Unless, you know, we have one person who, uh, during the time, because they gave us like, because we run out, went around like the Christmas time. Uh-huh. So we had like a full week off where we were actually able to go home, spend time with family, and then come back. One guy, I guess because it was so crazy and so intense for him, that uh, as he was walking to the restrooms and coming back, he had like his folder to, to leave out for the whole week. And he was just constantly saying, like, I have my dad battle buddy's uh, folder. I have my dad battle buddy's folder. And everybody's like, all right, like, pay him no mind. But the drill sergeant's like, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, I have my dad battle buddy's folder. What do you mean, drill sergeant? So he grabs his folder. And, of course, the folder is his fucking folder. So drill sergeant's like, what the fuck? Okay, this guy's fucking crazy. So... It didn't take long for him to get shipped off to, honestly, I don't know where the fuck he got shipped <laughs> off to. You know, we all were trying to figure out, like, because we came back and we're just like, all right, where the fuck is he at? And we didn't see him for a whole yeah. a whole duration of basic. So we're just like, all right. Yeah. He got he, sent off to uh, that movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. The fucking mental hospital. <laughs> Apparently, that's what, they, that's what they told us. But, you know, you never know. I was going to say, because, like, could you fake it? Could you be, like, because, like, when you were telling me that, I was thinking, man, eh, maybe he's just faking it. Like, maybe that's his way out. Like, I'm just going to play nuts. But then it's like, well, now you're going to get yourself sent to a fucking mental hospital. Yep. <laughs> and then it was crazy because our last week of it, of basic, he finally came back somewhat just to go, like, get his uh, shit. Uh-huh. And, like. Was he good? No. He, he seemed like. Almost like he was brainwashed. It was weird because he was just like no emotions, no nothing. Like he was like, hey, man, what's up? And he was like, hey, how's it going? And it just be a blank stare. Like, wow. Yeah. We don't know what happened to him, but yeah, it was a little, little weird. Well, that's cool. I Like, I didn't know that, that you could do that for Christmas break, that they would send you home. Yeah. I would figure they would just keep you there and. Well, that would be one of the struggles. Can you get through Christmas <laughs> without seeing your family? Yeah, that's a whole basic by itself. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I just, uh, like my sister, right? So we're, uh, she, uh, she went to uh, the Navy. She went into the Navy right after 9-11. And so I, so what, this is 2001. So I am... I'm not even 10. And I just always remember her her letters that she would send us. And they would just always be like, I want to go home. My feet are swollen. This this was a mistake. Like, I shouldn't be here. What did I get myself into? So I feel like that's always been in the back of my mind if I ever thought. Because when I graduated high school, there was I literally had a recruiter come to my house for the Navy. And I was like, well, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And I feel like without offending anybody, I feel like the military is a perfect avenue for that. You know what and I mean? That's where a lot of people who come in, that's exactly where the same boat. You don't know what you want to do with your life. So maybe the military is good for you. 
So I figured, okay, why not? And he came over, we, we talked, we did everything. He talked a lot about ingrown toenails, <laughs> which was weird. I was like, why are we so focused on ingrown toenails? Like, what does that have to do with like, anything? Sell me on the pitch. Sell me on the pitch. I guess, I guess they don't want people with ingrown toenails because <laughs> I guess it like fucks up your ability to, I, I, I guess it makes sense. I just found it funny. I was like, why are we so, he was like, do you have any ingrown toenails? I was like, I don't know. He's like, can I see your feet? <laughs> it's a little it's very straightforward I guess yeah. so he looked at my feet and I guess I have no ingrown toenails but he was, and then he gave me like a history of ingrown toenails that is very none odd. of this is ringing a bell to you no <laughs> I, I didn't get any you, of you that. didn't get this talk not at all I would definitely say the National Guard <laughs> they don't care about ingrown they, they don't toenails. care they do not care they're just like hey can you walk yeah can you you're walk good? <laughs> all right boom you're good you got five ingrown toenails but can you walk <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But anyways, he left. And then I think I talked to my parents and I was like, I don't know. Maybe this isn't for me. And then I kept thinking of my sister's letters. And I was like, I'm a pussy. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm a fucking pussy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The military is not for me. It would literally chew me up, spit me out, and stomp on me. No, not necessarily. I, I will say that. No, it's uh, it just depends on the branch. And I didn't really realize that until after I finished and everything. Um, basically, it's like if you go, if you want something like pretty light, not too crazy, you go Air Force. Because Air Force, you get to travel. The basics not as bad, especially now. It's not as bad. It's pretty laid back. Um, and then it'd be like the Navy. But for her... Literally right after 9-11, I can see why. Because then it was like, hey, we got to get more troops. We got to, we're getting out there. And we got to step it up. Exactly. And, yeah. But now it's it's not as bad. I would definitely say like Air Force, Navy, uh, even Coast Guards, it's not as bad. And then if you want like something like average, you got like the Army. Okay. And then if you want like like a video game, if you want something very difficult, very hard, yeah, Marines. you go Marines. <laughs> <laughs> if you really just don't care about your future, you're just like, hey. Bump it. I want to be military. Go for Marines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, uh, as crazy as it sounds, it's like, um, I even have a story about that. So the night I was getting shipped off, so they paired me with a guy who was trying to join the Marines. Uh-huh. And so he was like so adamant on being in the Marines. He's like, yeah, man, I really want to do it. The recruiter like sold me on, I'm so hyped for it. And so he's like, all right, yeah, let's do this. So the next day, right before we get shipped off, um, some of his Marines buddies were coming in. They were like, yeah, man, like, are you ready for it? Like my friend told me that when uh, his first day or second or third day, whatever in the Marines, um, they gave him all his stuff and he had to jump into a pool and, only thing he remembers is waking up uh, like 30 minutes later with a uh, drill sergeant, whatever, pumping the water out of him. And he was like, the guy was like, what? I can't swim. Like, do they, do they know like people can't <laughs> swim? Are they going to teach us how to swim? And they're like, I don't think they care. And just the look on his face, he was just looking like I may have fucked up. Yeah. And then they were telling him like, yeah, man, uh, it's so bad that you have to do like a full like four or five uh, mile run. If you don't make that in a certain time, then you have to do extra and all that. And he's just like, 
it's almost like he saw a ghost because his face yeah. just got even more pale. And it was just, uh, I just felt bad for him. Yeah. Uh, well, that's like, um, the, uh, I think I'm stating this correctly. The seals. Yes. They literally, if I know, if, if I'm remembering this correctly, they purposely make you pass out. Yep. They, they black you out underwater. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, it's it's it, very intense. It's a controlled blackout underwater. They literally get you to the point of drowning. I what? think it's mostly because it's like, like for the seals, uh, if you want to be like a green beret or a ranger or just whatever else they have out there, um, that they have to put you through like certain controlled or uncontrollable uh, environments. Like if you sure. get shot or passed out or something like that, yeah, yeah. how are you going to respond or what are you going to do? So I can see where they're coming from, but I, like I said, I just give it up to those guys because I know I couldn't do it. Not no, at all. hell no. Not at all. Hell no. Oh, man. Because I've, you know, we've all been in that situation where you're in a pool, right? Or you're, you know somewhere that there's just a lot of water like you like a lake like you go down and you try to hold your breath and you you know and then, yep. you, and then you get that feeling and you're like all right now i need air exactly i can't imagine that feeling and then i don't know how it goes like i don't we could probably look it up but i don't know how they do it but like the way i'm envisioning it is they put me under the water right and there's a there's just a dude standing above me and the second i try to come up yeah, <laughs> he he pushes me back down, <laughs> dude. I'd fucking fight or flight, man. <laughs> I'd fucking knock somebody the fuck out, dude. And I'm scrawny. I'd be like, get the fuck off me. <laughs> oh, worst case scenario, pull him in there with you. Yeah. Like, hey. Oh man, how does that work? Because I well, I can't imagine that there's just a dude standing above you. It's probably like a tank or something. Um, I don't even know what I would type in. How do seals navy seals i should probably write navy seals yeah navy seals yeah. How, how do navy seals uh hold their breath let's try that navy seal breathing technique a navy seal reveals his training how i learned to hold my breath for 4 minutes i tried the navy seal water challenge what is that yeah that looks uh interesting um Let's try this one. So this is Naval Special Warfare Training Water Competency Training Curriculum. I'm Command Master Chief Steph Bass. I would like to discuss how the Naval Special Warfare Center trains future SEALs in and around the water. Water competency is a core skill for Navy SEALs, and in this video you'll see some examples of our training curriculum. It does not matter what your swimming proficiency is when you get here, whether you've never seen the ocean or you're an Olympic swimmer. You need to be prepared to execute some of the world's most dangerous missions in unforgiving environments against hostile forces. Keep in mind that if you're someone who wants to be a Navy SEAL today, your training will be different. Okay, so there is literally, it's really kind of pixelated, but... First of all, are they naked? <laughs> no, I I don't know. I can't tell if they're naked or not. But anyways, it looks like their hands are tied behind their like behind their backs as they're doing like the the dolphin swim. I guess. Whoa. You want to call it? Yeah, that's pretty wild. You should be training for the physical screening test. 
not for basic underwater demolition SEAL training. Take it one step at a time. What I'm about to show you is part of a training process. No, they're not naked. Step by step to new students. You can find out more about the physical screening test and how to train for it on our public website, sealswick.com. Let me begin by explaining how and why we conduct this training. Outline our approach to safety. So this doesn't tell me if they, like, I want to see them, but they probably don't film it. No, they probably don't. Uh, like, I want to see somebody actually being blacked out <laughs> underwater. They probably don't show that, though. But that's wild. Yeah, see, I, like, I couldn't do that. Even, like, even that thing where it's your hands are tied behind your back and you have to swim. Yeah, no, I, I would have. Like, are you a good swimmer? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a good swimmer, but, I mean, I can swim enough. I can get around the water. <laughs> yeah. So, um, as, like, Michael Phelps type? No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Michael Phelps. Yeah, no. I guess I'm a okay swimmer. Like, I'm trying to imagine if my hands are behind my back. Now, how do I swim? And But you said you have to do, like, a dolphin? Like, yeah. you have to kind of... Like the little arch your yeah. back. Yep. Damn. That just looks like a lot of work. This this thumbnail says eighty percent of Navy SEAL candidates fail for a reason. Well, that, that explains why they're the best of the best. An eighty percent dropout rate. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like uh, David Blaine. He held his breath for seventeen minutes. Now he had um, he like he had a whole lot of you know, shit going on. He had like, he was breathing pure oxygen, pure, you know, he wasn't like, there was a whole lot of things that he did leading up to it. He didn't just, all right, go down for 17 minutes. You know, he had a whole lot of preparation, but that was pretty wicked when he held his breath for 17 minutes. Uh, like think about it, 17 minutes, not, not breathing. I can't even do a minute and a half and I'm like struggling. True. So what do you think he was thinking about though? The entire time. Blaine? Yeah. Think he had like something to concentrate on or you think he was just like, just don't die? Probably just don't die. <laughs> um, well, because I know he didn't. So originally this was because the thumbnails right there. That was him. He did a, it was a week. He was in this tank, wherever the thumbnail is. He was in this tank of bubble sphere in, in New York. Mm -hmm. You could go up to it. You could see him. He was just in there for a week just unsubmerged underwater for a whole week. So that was cool in and of itself. You know, it's like, dude, like you're underwater for a week. That's not good. Not at all. <laughs> and then at the end of it, he was going to attempt to break the world record for holding your breath. He failed. He didn't do it. And then he went on Oprah like a month or two later, and then he broke it on her show. Because when he came out of the tank in this one, like he was... Uh, it, like it, pruny, huh? Probably very pruny. Very pruny, but he was just like, like the look in his face. If they show it here, let me see. So he he's giving a TED talk. Um, did they show it? No, they don't show it, do they? Let's do. Because when he, when he comes out, man, like the look on his face is like, oh, yeah, dude, you have been trying to hold your breath. Like it's <laughs> it's very much exactly what I imagined it would look like. Oh, here it is. Drowned Alive, it's called. And then, all right, so here he is. Go, go, go. Oh, 
So right there, they, right there, they. Divers are in. Relax, relax. We got you, Look at his face right. when he comes up. Right. The divers are in the sphere. You're okay, Dave. Just relax. We've got you. Come on up. You're okay. You're okay. They brought him up. They're like trying to make sure, like David, David, David. <laughs> yeah, fucking David Blaine, man. He looks so relieved to have that hair. <laughs> That's all I can think about right now. Right? Because you got to imagine just being underwater for a week. It probably didn't help at all. It probably would have been easier for him to just get into the tank. Because that's what he did when he went on Oprah's show. He just went into the tank and held his breath. Into that same tank? Or was it like something a little wider or like what? Um, uh, is this the one? I want to say it's the exact same tank. Because then there's the Oprah show right there. So you can compare the tanks in the video. Yeah, it looks about the same. looks about the same. But, yeah. I, he, he did a stunt, like his most recent one. I don't know if you saw it or not. It was on YouTube where he held a bunch of balloons. Mm. Did you see that one? No. No? He held a bunch of balloons, and then the idea was it's sort of like that movie Up. Yes, very good movie. Very good movie where the house gets pulled up into the sky. Yep. That's what he was going for, but just replace the house with, mm. a, with a human. Yeah. He's holding a shit ton of balloons. He wants to go all the way up into the sky and then disappear into the clouds, and then he wants to skydive down. That's the idea. And I was like, wow, like that's amazing. Like He's just going to hold on to balloons, bare grip, and he's going to hold on, and he's going to float up, and then like, what if he loses a grip or something? Right? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. Now, what actually happened, what, like, what it actually was, so. And then I'm going to give you something. <laughs> They're running to check something yep. on the mic. This fucking dude is strapped in. Okay, so is it... He's only using grip. Like, it's not stripe, uh, strapped onto him. He's strapped in. Okay. He's attached to the balloons. Okay, that, that's what I'm thinking. But my question is, so what's what's so death-defying about this? <laughs> you know, I, I don't really know. That's his daughter. Love you. That's the last weight that was keeping him down. He up. gave it to her. Will you spin me? And now he's going to float up. <laughs> so it's a cool image. Yeah. But I'm over here thinking he's literally just holding on with his grip. But there's multiple times during this that he lets go of both hands and he's just kind of hanging. So it's like, where's the danger? I, like, I don't understand what the danger is besides the fact that he has to, he has to, as he's floating up, he has to put on his parachute and everything. He has to. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm also thinking like, if he hits a certain point, like, I think it's like in the stratosphere or whatnot, where yeah, it's like he'll just pass out. out. Yeah. Yeah. So. So here's, here's that point. Camera lens, um, if it's, a, if you're able to. He's like breathing right there. He has like a, a mask. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then it's really cool when he lets go. Where is it? Let's take me up a little.
Take me up a little higher. And then you'll see the nice spot. Okay. There it is. Twenty-four thousand seven hundred feet. Here we go. Twenty-four thousand eight hundred feet. Let's do it. He's clean. He's clear. It's on you. A couple good hits. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Wait two hundred more feet. Wait two hundred more feet. So close. And now he's just plummeting towards Earth. This was all streamed on YouTube live. So the dude is amazing. I mean, in terms of like just the fact that he does shit that, you know, I can only dream about doing because I've always wanted to skydive. Like skydiving is definitely on my, I got to do that before I die. But I don't think they take you up to 24,000 feet. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I think that what the highest is uh, 11, 13, yeah, something think, in there. Mm -hmm. 24,000. It takes him like a solid two minutes to even get remotely close to the ground. He's just falling for that long. Yeah. Well, I mean, just think though, if he's like, <laughs> if he decides to go straight down, like doesn't have his arms out or anything like to, to stop him somewhat. Yeah. He's probably going down probably quicker than that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Have you ever skydived? No. Is that on your bucket list? Yes, but uh, I don't know. I feel like if I don't do it before I hit like 30, 30 something, 40, uh -huh. I'm not doing it. Okay. I just don't want to be like that, the cliche of being like that old person who's like, yeah, I'm going to do it on my bucket list before I go. And then, God forbid, heart attack hits me out of nowhere. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, <laughs> so you would want to do a solo dive. You don't want to do a tandem? No. You don't want no, somebody on your back? No. I just always feel like that's the weirdest thing. <laughs> just having someone right on your back and just like, all right, like, oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. For me, that would be like, that's like, I, I don't know if I could solo dive. That'd be kind of freaky, you know. I mean, having that much confidence in myself. It's like, I mean, I'm confident in myself, but yeah. But then you also got to think though, if you have someone behind you. It would still feel weird. Just it is weird, yeah. They're pulling it and they're like trying to talk to you and they're like literally in your ear, like, "Hey, you're okay. You got this." And it's like, "Hey, man, like get out of my ear. <laughs> like just just pull the cord." That's like what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. It definitely uh, for the video that they film. It definitely doesn't look as cool. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? It'd be much cooler to just see you doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Plus, it's like with me, I feel like if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it big. So I'm gonna like. Be the guy with like the GoPro all the way out here, like trying to do like some surfing <laughs> shit and do like a air backflip. And <laughs> yep, yep. And you can't do that with a fucking yeah. Because then they're like, "Hey, what, what are you doing?" And they're like, "Hey, you got to be safe." I'm like, "Oh, this isn't safe already." So <laughs> <laughs> you got to be safe. No flipping. <laughs> well, yeah, because you can't do that, huh? Like, you probably can't do air flips or tricks or anything with no. With them, it's just a straight fall. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Yeah, I guess that's kind of lame. 
And even then, you also got to think, when you're, like, coming down, if you're not coming down, like, a certain way or the right way, and you have someone behind you, like, y'all fall, and then they're just, like, on top of you, and you're just like, all right, can you please get off my back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's some At some point, I'll do it. At some point, I'll do it. And I probably will do it at tandem, the first one. And then just because it, it's not as uh, training intensive, I feel like you just have to go there. That, oh. Like you could just go there that day, I feel like, and watch like an hour long video <laughs> or something. Yeah. If I remember reading the website correctly. I think they have one by uh, Top Golf in Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah, there's there's also one in Deland. Yeah. Yep. That's the one I looked at. And it was like $100 for the video, mm-hmm. which is like, I mean, obviously you need the video because. I mean. Again, even with the person on your back, it's just, you know, I want the video to prove, you know, I, yeah. did, like I did this. But that's almost like with anything out there, like, oh, can you fix this? Yeah, let me watch this video and boom, let's go. You watch the video, it's like, all right, I can fix it now after watching the video. Mm-hmm. I, I would feel like, hey, I don't want to see the video. Just, just tell me what I got to do. Or let's do like a little simulation and then we just go for it. Yeah. Yep. Are you a pretty death defying dude? Like, do you like doing death defying shit? Uh, it depends. If I know it's a possibility I'll live, yes. <laughs> if I know it's complete madness, no, not at all. So, like, the, uh, like, well, because I don't even know what the statistics are for, for air, for um, skydiving. Well, I mean, I always feel like if I, as long as, as long as I have a parachute, I'm good. If I don't have any parachute, anything, or if it's like faulty, then then no. Um. According to statistics by the United States Parachute Association. Wow, they really have an association. There's an there's a parachute association. In 2018, there were a total of 13 skydiving related fatalities out of approximately 3.3 million jumps. 3.3 million jumps and 13 people died. You'll take that risk? I'll take that risk. <laughs> That's not a horrible risk. <laughs> Statistics show that as technology and skydiver education programs have progressed, the fatality rates have continued to decline. See? <laughs> That's more reason for me to, to go ahead and just jump by myself. Yeah. Uh, this is why I love Google. Is skydiving worth the risk? Skydiving does involve risk. You can be seriously injured or killed, but like all things, the level of risk can be managed. There is a 0.0007% chance of fatality. So you'll take that. I will definitely take that. You'll take a 0.0007%. Yes. Yes. Not even 1%. I mean, I'll take it too. So like, I'm not asking, like it says it, it makes it statistically less risky than driving a car. Uh, that's actually pretty true. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Which that that like, it's so funny because I'm I'm obviously very aware that driving a car is super risky. Yeah, but we never think about it. Really, like I don't I don't know about you. I don't get in my car and the first thing I'm thinking about is, ooh, I'm at risk right now. I feel honestly, I, a lot of times I feel like I'm fucking immune. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've avoided so many, you know potential crashes well i mean just for me i haven't avoided them i've been in a few you've been in a few car crashes yeah and like it's not 
horrible. I mean, I don't think I've been in, in anything that's like life-threatening, but you know, it was pretty crazy. So I, I think my odds, as long as I'm in the car and it's not like thrown over the ledge or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would think about it though. It's, yeah. You don't get in your car and go, I could be killed today. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think that, which is crazy because skydiving is safer than driving a car. <laughs> but when I think of skydiving, I think of, I could die. Yes. <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> Because there's less chance of me die, dying skydiving versus driving a car, which, yeah, it's it's just funny the way the human mind works. But, dude, my my niece, the one I was telling you about that's, like, the MJ fan, mm-hmm. she was, um, I don't have a photo, like, ready, like, readily available, but she was in a insane car crash that, like, fucked her up for life. Like, she has brain damage. She has, she can't walk right. Uh, she can't drive cars anymore uh, because she had a history of having seizures, but she was misdiagnosed. Mm-hmm. Like she would just from time to time, she would just kind of like black out for a second. And she, and she, she would always go to the hospital and they would always be like, Oh, it's because you're dehydrated. Oh, it's because yada, yada, yada. And they weren't diagnosing them as, you know, just seizures. Like yeah. she was having little seizures. And so she was driving one day she was going to an, she was going to the airport in Jacksonville to pick up a friend and it was like early in the morning and she was driving and it was just a two laner kind of thing so one going this way one going this way and then she just blacked out at the wheel and shit. drifted to the left and had a head-on collision with a school bus <laughs> and Jesus. literally that was the closest I felt to because I got the text or the call at work and they were like, yeah, your your mom just called your niece is like in the ICU and it's it's, it's just go home. So I, I went home and my mom, I called my mom on the phone and she was like all crying. She's like, yeah, Christy's probably going to die. It's like, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Damn. And then like I saw the photo and the, 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 the crazy part is the school bus looks totally intact. And then her car just looks like a, like a smushed, like a like when you take a can of soda or you smush it. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Ah, yeah, it was wild, totally wild. And then of course the dude that she was picking up, he like I don't know, I would imagine still to this day, but definitely at, at that time, this is years ago, felt like horrible because he was like, you know, this wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for me, kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jesus. Because she would, she she just would have stayed home and had a seizure in her house. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, it wouldn't have been as bad. But no. Jesus, that yeah, uh, yeah, it's wild. But she tried to. I don't know if she, I don't know if she tried to get a a lawyer to go after the whatever doctors that were misdiagnosing her, but nothing happened with it. Like no, uh, no lawyer tried to pick that case up. Cause so, like that's medical malpractice, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't know. So I would assume she doesn't drive anymore. Or yeah. She... she can't drive. Yeah. Oh, okay. For the rest of her life. Cause I have a friend who has seizures too. Well, she, okay. So hers is like from just concussions, just always trying to play soccer, always trying to headbutt the ball. Yeah. And like, 
at one point she couldn't drive and then now I guess she got to the point where she's able to drive again and she drives any and everywhere like more than she should but you know Oof. yeah but she always tells me like while she's at work or like at home she'll have like many seizures mm-hmm. and her roommate will like never know and she never tells them and she's just like she'll just wake up and be like oh okay I think I'm good and just be like normal we're just like uh that's not normal yeah that no it's it's not normal and I mean not trying to speak for her but I mean I would definitely like does she because I don't know what the what the solution is to that stuff like yeah. I don't know what they do do they put you on some medication do they I mean I think with her she's do? telling me that she has medication but because she's still young and, and dumb she thinks like oh I don't need to take it it's okay like it doesn't really help or I don't want like how I feel while I'm taking it so wow yeah scary man it's definitely scary definitely thinking that you know they could have all been avoided if just she was diagnosed correctly yeah you know definitely but it goes to my point which is you know nothing's perfect you know so it's like when you want to get into a field like that it's you're taking a risk. Like if I want to be a doctor, you know, yeah, no, in, an, that's... in an imperfect world, but then I could potentially get sued up my ass because I, I made a mistake, you know, I don't, ugh. I don't know. I feel like, but that's also why doctors are paid so much. So, so much yeah. because it's like, they do the job that I hate to say it, but like your life kind of is in the balance in their hands. So like they kind of, decide whether or not you live or die in the hospital if they like yeah. uh diagnose you the right way or they don't or if they give you the right stuff to help with your ailments and whatnot or if they just say like yeah hey, try this and you should be fine and then boom yeah you're worse off or you have like two days left to live and it's like what the hell so yeah but i always think of okay so as funny as it may sound anytime i think of a doctor uh-huh. i don't know if you've seen this i always think of house house the series I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Okay, so basically it's like an asshole of a doctor who's amazingly smart. Uh-huh. And he just, he knows his stuff. So, like, he has his, his other doctors or not. And anytime it's, like, something crazy, like crazy disease, he's always like, it could be this. And I'm pretty sure it's that. And then his other doctors are like, no, it's this. It shows signs of this. And he's just like, oh, really? And so he lets them, like, go out and go think that's what it is. Uh-huh. And then when they're wrong, they're coming back, and he's like, "I told you this." <laughs> Mind you, he's also a pill popper because he has like a cane. He has like his his legs messed up, so he's popping pain pills and all that. And it's yeah. like, okay, this goes against all like medical practices. So are you a doctor that pops pills? You're an asshole, and you kind of just don't get along with like your doctors up under you. So yeah. Uh, and, and and even though that's a like a TV show, you know there's some truth in there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you know there has to be doctors out there that just naturally assholes who just like yeah, that you think that. that's what it is. Go for it. Yeah. Yep. But then on the other flip side, it's like so if if doctors get paid well and they're doing like the job no one wants to do, it's like the classic argument is well then why do fucking cops not? You know what I mean? Like why do police officers not get paid nearly as much? True. Because they're doing the real. Fucking hard shit. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
that's another job. So it's like military, police officer, doctor, uh, a lawyer. Definitely, I can see why they get paid all the money. Yeah, but like these are all jobs I would not want to do. Yeah, no. <laughs> like I would not want to have someone's life hanging in the balance. I would not want to have to protect somebody in a hostage situation. I would not want to have to go overseas and fight Iraqis. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm very content with my my podcasting career. <laughs> sitting sitting down with a microphone and a pair of headsets on and talking out of my ass. <laughs> That's what I'm comfortable with. I mean, hey, it's it's comfortable. So yeah, what's nothing wrong with it? Um, but it's I don't understand people that want to do that stuff. You know what I mean? It's it's like, are you just wired that way? Are you just you feel like you have no direction, so you feel like well, I have to take one of the harder jobs in life because I don't have a direction. And I'm not saying that's every case. I'm not saying, you yeah. know. I, I don't know. I feel like in some cases, because I know some people that are cops and some people who join the military just simply because they're adrenaline junkies. They just love the rush. So they always feel like. Yeah, they need something more than a mundane nine to five. Exactly. Yeah, they need something. Or a lot of people who are joining the military because they think it's like, Call of Duty, and they'll be like, "Yeah, man, it's like Call of Duty. Let's do, let's do it." Yeah, but you, yeah, but there's no uh uh uh, uh game over uh, reset, yeah. reset, start, start <laughs> over. Or you get shot, it's like, "Yeah, come revive me." No, it's you get shot, it's a chance you're probably gonna die. Yeah, that is funny in those war games. Like you get shot, and someone immediately will come over and <laughs> yep, and, and then they're thinking like, "Yeah, man, it's gonna be the same way," or and they're just it's like, not. Yeah, "No, not at all." <laughs> I mean, not to make light of it, but, you know, shit. Yeah, you get shot and you're like. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Well, because um, uh, did you ever see that movie Lone Survivor? Yes. So the movie that that's based on, like, the well, the dude that that movie's based on, he was talking about how he was, I guess, in that situation. I haven't seen the movie, but he was in that situation or a similar situation, and his friends were getting shot left and right. Mm-hmm. And they like he would somehow, and and I understood it, but I could see how some people were would be like offended by it. He was like cracking jokes, so like one of his friends was like shot, and he was looking at him, and he was like, "Dude, you got something in your teeth." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He was like somehow trying to, because I guess the situation is so intense, you kind of got to make it a joke, and you feel like it, this could be it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and your mind is maybe so far gone that you're not even really registering the severity. So he's, so his friend is literally right there with a, with wounds to him, fatal wounds. And he's like, dude, you got something in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I think if that were to happen, I'll just look at him like, really? Fuck you. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm fucking shot. <laughs> like, I'm See, shot. You would have cracked your, oh, Okay. I but I do feel like that would be me too. I, like I don't feel like I would be like trying to find a, like a thing to write on and be like give this to my wife, like like like, yeah. like give this to my family. Like I would just be like, damn, this is it, huh? This is how it ends. Or you can be like the the good old like the movie scenes or whatever when like the guy is shot, he knows he's about to die, just pull out a cigarette, just like well, last that, one. <laughs> yeah, that. Or be like the person that, you know, like you have the wounds and then like you're just going to run into the, yeah, you know what I mean? Just like with your gun, like just... Blaze of glory. And just, yep. like, yeah, until they fucking fire on you. 
Something like that. That is wild. It's so weird to think that that shit happens. Like it's probably happening right now. Something like that. Yeah. Could be happening right now. Mm-hmm. That's weird, man. Very. And we're just here. Relaxing. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then literally across the pond. And in the United States, just not in a war zone kind of thing. It's just, you know, maybe there's like a, a chase going on or maybe there's a hostage situation going on, you know? Yep. Or like a bomb. It, they're trying to set off the bomb or whatnot. And, uh. It's weird, man, to think that that, you know, because sometimes I feel like the like the world is small. And then other times when I'm thinking like about that stuff, it's like the world is huge. Yeah. Because, you know, <sighs> It's 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 definitely bizarre to think about because it's all like bright and sunny out right now, and somewhere you know, else it's it's dark, dark, gloomy, and gloomy. Fucking smoke everywhere. <laughs> fucking bullets flying. <laughs> like Jesus, dude. That's li- like that's a literal hell on earth. And right now it feels like paradise. Exactly. <laughs> God, and then it really makes you think. Like, dang. Like, I really complain about like the shit I go through, but. Yeah, like, what do you complain about on a day-to-day basis? Like, what are your, some of your <laughs> complaints? I just want to... <laughs> uh, probably work. Work? Yeah. Yep. Just having to be there for that time or just thinking, like, all right, like, I'm real tired. I really want to sleep, like, at that moment, and I can't sleep. But somebody else is yeah. out here, like, they yeah. can't sleep because they're in a whole war zone right now. So... Yeah. Uh, or even... I think it's the the common thing what everybody argues about or complains about is just as you're trying to go to work, having that slow driver in front of you and you're just like, all right, get out the way. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, honestly, that's really about it, though. Yeah? Yeah. You're not a whole lot of complaint-filled kind of guy? You know, I used to be. And then, like, after, like, the whole, like, military and all that by being in so long, um, it kind of... I don't know. One of my drill sergeants used to always tell me, like, hey, like, you got to ooze positivity. Um, like, just always be positive because, you know, it could always be worse or it could, you could always get shipped off and you go somewhere and it's even worse and you have to deal with that. So, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, because you're a, you're a, a gym instructor, yes. right? So that's a, that's a pretty demanding job because you have to, you know, you have to kind of, I don't know. It's definitely a leadership thing, right? Yeah. It's, you can't be a, a backseat kind of person with that. You have to take charge and. Yeah. Especially when you have like, um, just when the training aspect, just training like elderly people and just them already being so like stuck in their ways. They're like, Hey, well I did this back in the sixties or seventies. Like, <laughs> I can do it now. And it's like, no, your body doesn't work that way no more. Like, yeah. You're not like 20, 30 something year old anymore. You're 60, 70 or 80. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think it's just hard for them like trying to finally realize like, hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm really older now. So yeah. <laughs> that okay. <laughs> that was a little weird. <laughs> well, okay. So this is a perfect example, right? So we'll let this, we'll let this ring. Who the hell still has landlines? <laughs> you know, I was really thinking that in my head. Like, I was like, ah, I don't think I've ever heard one of those in a long time. Dude, I really haven't, man. So for everyone listening, I'm not in my normal studio, quote unquote. I'm in a uh, a makeshift studio, a.k.a. my sister's. 
Uh, so that's that's her. But like, seriously, dude, who has? <laughs> There's no need for landlines anymore. It really is. <laughs> like I knew the times were changing when I think I went to college for the first year, came back, and my mom was like, "Yeah, so we don't play the uh, the house phone bill anymore." And I'm just like, "Why?" And they're like, "For what? Nobody answers the phone as huh? is. Like, if I need you, I'll just call you on your cell phone." And I was like. You know, it's totally true. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Those are going away. Um, oh, we were talking about um, electric cars on the way over because we were talking about stick shift. Yeah. And then I was like, but then eventually once it all goes electric, because there's no electric stick shifts, are there? No. There would be no need for that. Not at all. <laughs> I would hope. Electric stick shift. But, but I know there's somebody <laughs> out in this infinite world who's actually thinking about doing that. Yeah. Who wants to be a rebel. Who wants L- to be a little. Fucking retro rebel to literally take the past and the present and smash them together. How cool would a stick shift electric Tesla be? Oh, God. (laughs) It's like, what? Because I don't know a lot about cars, but I think that makes no sense. It doesn't. (laughs) Uh, I Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Elon Musk actually came out with one. I can honestly, honest to God, I think he's probably like has one like constructed somewhere mm-hmm. and he'll probably bring it out like in the next couple of years. Yeah. Well, I heard that and this is just me speaking generally. I don't know details. I haven't really looked into it, but apparently it could be Tesla. It could be another company. They're looking into making a car that as it's driving, right, mm-hmm. and it's taking in whatever kind of air that it's taking in, like dirty air, the air that comes out of the car is cleaner. You know that. <laughs> so it's, it's in a way a purifier. Okay. I mean, I think they're trying to go in that direction. Cars that'll literally take more eco. Pollu- yeah. Like polluted kind of air, you know? Cause like, I mean, I'm sure like the, I don't know. I don't claim to know anything <laughs> on this podcast, but the air outside I would imagine is not necessarily the best it's ever been true okay <laughs> okay but then you got to think though how would that work though if you have like people who are, like the smokers or whatnot they're smoking all that like blowing out that yeah factories yeah like dude every time i pass by in a major city and like you know you're driving over the highway or a bridge and you look off in the distance and you see factories yeah just everything come out of it like it's like ooh, ooh. How could you not believe in global warming? <laughs> Literally. Jacksonville, prime example. Oh, dude, it's yeah, it's 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 wild. Like you see that a lot when you're going over bridges. You can just look mm-hmm. left or right and you see factories with just smoke plumes coming right out of them. Just like, what are is it is that good? <laughs> that can't be good. That doesn't look uh, good. No, not not at all. <laughs> but yeah, they're working on a like as far as I know, a car that'll take in shit air and shit out good air <laughs> so in, in, in a way it's supposed to i don't know i guess make it cleaner shit yeah cleaner shit because <laughs> it'll just it, it'll eventually become shit again because that's yep. the way humans are most likely yep so yeah i would like an electric car for sure i don't know how they work like i mean i know there's not that- a lot of places you can charge them well, surprisingly, on or not on the road, but they're trying to do more like, I don't know if you've seen it at like a lot of the malls and whatnot, 
Yeah, like little like sections in the parking lot, like yeah. for Teslas. Yeah. Gas stations will have them now. Yeah. And then it's like, um, I don't know. I just always feel like feel like with the electric electrical cars that um your electric bill would just be through the roof. Well, that's what I would think too. <laughs> like especially with everybody like on always watching TV or always Netflix and Hulu and everything else like how much does it All right. The average cost to charge a Tesla. According to Solar Reviews, the average cost to fully charge a Tesla Model X is $15.29. The amount is calculated based on a vehicle that uses a 100 kilowatt battery with an 85% charging efficiency rate. The average household cost of electricity of 13 cents per kilowatt is used. So there you go. So 13 cents per kilowatt. If I'm saying that right, KWH kilowatt. Yeah. Yeah. So fifteen dollars and twenty nine cents to fully charge your Tesla. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Is it free to charge a Tesla at a charging station? Now, I guess that would be like the main question though. Tesla announced Saturday all new Model S sedans and Model X SUVs will come with free unlimited access to its network of electric vehicle chargers known as superchargers. Okay, well, hey, I think it's time to join that wave. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think it's time to time to get a Tesla. Get a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. Is charging a Tesla cheaper than gas? It costs about fifteen twenty nine to fully charge, which comes out to about four point five cents per mile. Yeah, uh, it's substantially lower than the cost of a conventional gas powered car. Substantially. Well, hey, yep. come on with the Tesla trucks. That's good because you're a truck, dude. Uh, like, or you want a truck. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to make that jump, but, you know, everybody's been telling me, like, hey, go for the truck. Go for the truck. And I don't know. It's starting to make sense now. So Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Based on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Because then, like, that was my only holdback. It's like, well, besides my house... And I was like you, I was thinking like, wouldn't that just like, wouldn't that just run the electricity bill through the roof or wouldn't that be like, all right, well, the, the car's charging, turn everything else off. Like, exactly. Nothing else can be on. <laughs> the car's charging. Apparently not. So it's like, well, then what the hell's the holdback? It's literally, I'm kind of fucked. I just got a new Mustang. So I'm fucked for a while. I mean... <laughs> Unless they come out with like the, <laughs> they come out with like the electrical Mustang, you know, you can always trade in. I could trade in, yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I kind of like a, kind of like my Mustang right now. Do Do you name cars? Because I so that so that Mustang is named Lucille. Lucille okay. after uh, Walking Dead. Of course, Negan. <laughs> Negan. Um, do you name your car, or is that too weird? No, I name it. Yeah? Yeah. I don't always go for the traditional girl name, though. It's like whatever name I feel like is suiting or yeah, the fitting yeah. of it. Yeah. Like my car, because it's all black. It's probably a man name. Venom. Yeah. Venom. Venom. Ooh. Well, that's non, uh, what, what is it, non-binary? Yeah. <laughs> Sounding. It could go either way. 
Um, and then like my old like past car was like a what Chevy Cobalt. Uh, what'd you name that one? Silver Bullet. What was it? Silver Bullet. Sever Bullet. Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. Yep. Okay, that just sounds like a superhero. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, again, that's non-binary. That could be a man or a woman. It'd be weird if you named it Joe. <laughs> of all names, Joe. Well, yeah, because I mean, I'm, you know, we've been talking about Joe Rogan, but it'd be weird if, like, I'm driving Joe. It's like, uh, yeah, let's just hop, hop into Joe. Joe. <laughs> let's hop into Joe. Yeah. Look, I'm not against naming a car. Like, if I'm a dude, I'm not against naming my car after a dude. I've just, I don't know. I guess I'm more just, it sounds better if it's like, yeah, that's Lucille. Yeah. You know? So let's, let's hop in Lucille. And she, and that's the first one I've ever named because I've never felt like, a naming a Corolla or a Sonata. <laughs> They're so fucking non-cool. I feel like a Corolla would be a Karen. A Corolla would be a Karen. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that was my first car, a Toyota Corolla. Oh, Good man. car, though. Yeah, no. I had zero issues with that thing, and then I traded it in for a Hyundai Sonata. Fucking, like, within a week, I had 10 different issues. Yep. I was just like, what the f- <laughs> Man, I got fucked on this one. So hopefully Ford pulls through on me here, you know. Hopefully, you hopefully know, you, you never know with Ford. It's it's hit or miss. Built tough, supposedly. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. But I do like it. I I definitely like it. I just got to get those black rims. Yeah, I no, think the the silver, whatever you would call them, the traditional rims. Yeah. Like I said, some days I wake up and I'm like, eh, I'm okay with it. I'll save money. I'll live better. Walmart. <laughs> and then some days I wake up and I'm like. Mm, this just looks wrong. I'll see like other red cars drive down and with super black, yep. amazingly decked out rims. I'm just like, <sighs> like, yep, I need it. <laughs> I need those. I need those. I thought about getting hubcaps. <laughs> oh, no. My brother talked me out of it. He was like, dude, do you want to like park at the mall one day, come <laughs> out and they're gone? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, then don't get fucking hubcaps. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I would say for you, definitely get like the black rooms uh, and then get a tent. Nice little tent to it. On the, on what? On like the. Uh, the windows? Yeah, windows. The, the windows are tinted. Shit. <laughs> I never noticed. Okay. They're like the, they're not the super tent. Mm-hmm. Like they're the one back. So it's like whatever's like the darkest tint available, it's one back. Because I wanted the darkest mm-hmm. and then I got in my brother's car who has the darkest and we were driving at night and I was like, I can't see shit. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what's on the left or right of me right now. That's not good. Oh shit. He was like, yeah, the darkest tint's probably not the best idea for you. You know? So when I got them, since he works at Ford, I was like, yeah, take me one notch back from the darkest tint. And I had everything. I had the windshield. I had all, all, all the windows are tinted fully. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause they weren't when I got it, it was like that, you know, just the, see through normal window it's just like oh yeah no it's like how did i do this with my other cars because they they were not tinted you know yeah no and then like my dash cracked over time yeah had big cracks in the in the dash so especially in florida with the heat and all that yeah yeah, bad and i'm not one of those people that likes to put the the tacky you know i fucking thing in the <laughs> I'm pretty sure those are going out of style because it's things, rare that I really see them now like I look at that and I just go it's like why there's so much just get tent literally it's 
from my understanding, it's it's going to save the dash from cracking. Mm-hmm. At, at least the level of tin I have, it's not going to crack. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. And it saves me from having to put that tacky ass thing. But like people try to make it seem cool by getting like, foil. That's yeah, what it is. But, they, but they try to get like, you know, Star Wars designed on it. You know what I mean? Like, have you seen yeah. those? Like where people, and that was me, but I did Walking Dead. Like they, they, they make Walking Dead ones with like walkers on it. Oh, wow. So it looks like zombies are in your car. It's just not, it's not any cooler. It's just that it's just, you know, trying to make something that's really fucking tacky look less tacky. And they never fit either. Yeah, no, never. They never fit. They're like, <laughs> fix them a certain way where they stay up and they're just like yeah. all smushed in there. And just like, oh, no. And then like imagine going on a date. <laughs> See, this one, it's like, it's like nah. Yeah, no, nah, definitely a deal breaker. I'll That's say. a deal breaker. Yep. Yeah. So, um, since this is like towards the end and like you, you said two o'clock. Yeah. Okay. So. We'll 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 wrap this up slowly but surely. But since she's been on the podcast, quickly talk about Karina. <laughs> you know, I feel like she texted you and told you to do that. She did not. Oh, no. oh okay. I will actually tell you exactly the last thing that her and I talked about. So we literally talked about it in the car because she was like, I'm I might talk to him, you know, about it. I was like, Oh God, here we go. Wait, what? Talk to Because like it's the joke right now. It's like once she found out I was gonna uh, do it today, uh-huh. she's like, "I should text him and tell him like to ask some questions for me." Uh, and I'm just like, "Oh." Well, God. she definitely did not. That's for sure. What she did text me about was because I was like, "Are we hanging today?" Uh, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm down. I just have to do schoolwork." Blah blah blah. I was like, "That's fine. My podcast with Robert is at ten, and that'll go to probably somewhere around twelve thirty one." And literally, she just wrote, I got you. I'll definitely let you know what time I should be able to be done with everything. Literally, not even a mention. <laughs> like, I was expecting her to be like, oh, cool. I can't wait to listen to it or yeah. <laughs> nothing. Um, so that so we were supposed to because I was going to come to the pool hall with you guys the other night. Yeah. And I backed out of it. Yes. Did she tell you why? Yeah, she told me exactly <laughs> why. Because I was like, what did she say? She was just saying, like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, so remember I told you Eddie was going to hang out with us? Yeah, he's not hanging out with us. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He, I, thought you, I thought you said he was coming. She yeah. was like, no, um, yeah, he, he just, no, it's just not a scene. Not not a scene with, with everybody there. And I was like, okay. Yeah, because I thought it was, the way she phrased it was, me and Robert are going to the pool hall. If you would like to come, you're more than welcome to. And I was like, cool, I'm down with that. I, I'm down with that triangle. And then I call her and literally on the phone, she's like, oh, and by the way, there's going to be other people there. And I'm like, so on the phone, I played it cool. I was like, yeah, I'll still go. The second I hung up, I was like, I'm not going. Yeah, you're like, nope. And it, and it's weird. It's like, because I know like that's weird. Like I know, like what's your problem, man? But I've always been, and I just associated with in high school, I had bad experiences with like house parties and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's 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 always weird for me to be around a lot of people in like a social kind of thing, like where we're all supposed to be doing something. Yeah, You know what I mean? It's, it, it's the weirdest thing. I'll have somebody I n- I've never met in my entire life. I'll have them on my podcast and it, it would be like, I'm the calmest dude ever. Mm-hmm. You, you, you put me in a pool hall with three other people that I don't know. And I'm just like, what the hell's going on? And I shrivel up. It's yeah. weird. It's very weird. 
No, it's crazy because I was literally talking to Karina about it yesterday, and I was like, you know, I I get where he's coming from because <laughs> literally I would literally do the same shit like in high school, in school and all that. I'm cool with everybody. Yeah. I see him out and about, and I'm just like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, y'all guys have fun. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go home. And I don't know what I'm afraid of. I don't know what I'm afraid. Like, is it because I could potentially not necessarily fit in and then feel like, well, this is awkward. I can't like, so like, when do I leave? I don't know what the, what the issue is, but. I mean, I think it's also just the the point of like, you get there and it's like, all right, I have nothing in common with these people. That's the thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a scary notion. It's like, what if I don't jive at all? True. You know? (laughs) I would definitely say, you know, I'm slowly breaking out of it even more just because, like, being with the, being in the military, being in college and all that, then, like, I'm just like, all right, I'm not going to enjoy this. I don't know how this is going to go. And then out of nowhere, like, people come up to me or they're like, hey, man, what about this? Or I'm just like, you know what, I got to – I can't be, like, in my bubble for so long because I'll get to the point I'm just like, all right, I'm – I'm annoyed. I just want to go out and go do something. So it's like I have no choice to go out there and go talk and make more friends. So Yeah. So you're pretty comfortable with that? Yeah. Yeah. Now I am. <laughs> I, I will say. It, there are some cases, though, where I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to be real quiet today. I just don't want to talk. I just want to be to myself. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. But it, it, if I had alcohol in me, you yes. know, like if I like were to instantly push a button and somehow – feel the effects of being tipsy liquid courage i would have been there immediately but it's like i was thinking well there is a bar there i could drink and get comfortable but who knows how long that's going to take and in the meantime i have to be awkward it could be awkward i would much rather just show up tipsy true (laughs) i mean you could always sometimes i would do it if I know I'm about to go hang out with a whole group of people that I'm not used to, I'm like, all right, um, we'll go to the ABC store first. You know, anybody want anything? Go give me a nice little drink or something like that. Yeah. Drink a little bit of that, mix it. Yep. And then it's like, boom, I'm already there. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. More relaxed. That's for sure. It definitely relaxes me. But yeah. So who uh, did you like compete or was it just kind of casual? I was pretty casual. It wasn't like uh, we're keeping track of who's winning, who's losing. No? Okay. Normally, anytime I'm in like that environment, yes, I will get real competitive. But yeah. that day, I was just like, uh, let's have fun. Yeah. Let's just be laid back. Yeah. I love pool, though. I love it. Are you good at it? Because I would have loved to have seen if you're good at it or not. I'm, I have stages. So either I'm really good or I'm like really some shit. Uh-huh. And most of the time, it's like if I'm drinking, then yeah, I, I'm probably gonna be shit. I think anybody would. <laughs> no, so I think probably anybody would be shit. But no, but that's like vice versa. If I'm bowling, if I'm bowling and I start you're, drinking, you're really good. I just get better. Wow, it's I don't know. It's fucking weird. Well, bowling is because I literally just went bowling uh, not that long ago, and not, like I was thinking about it. It's it's yeah. I I could see if you're drunk or tipsy, whatever. There's a, it's just a, as long as you can keep the, the, what am I trying to say? The, like, obviously not going into the gutter. Like you have to have a, a sense of direction, yeah. right? But I would imagine that it just gives you this more kind of power behind your swing. True. Well, I mean, it's, it's also to the point where it's like. It's uh, a very aggressive sport. Yes. 
You know what I mean? Like you're taking a giant ball and you're trying to knock at like pins down. Pool, you have to be calm, cool, and collected. Mm-hmm. And if you're tipsy, you're probably losing track of that stick immediately. Like, oh, it's shit. like, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the issue with that. Yeah, bowling is definitely very, very okay when it comes to drinking, I feel like. I've never done it. I've only ever bowled sober, but... Don't worry, we're going to change that. Yeah, well, yeah, let's change that. I would love to change that. Are you one of the bowlers, like, you don't even put your fingers in the hole? You just hold it and then, like, kind of whip it? Yes, sometimes. Yeah? It just depends on how I'm feeling that day. If I'm like, yeah, let's go with this, then I'll do it. But if not, sometimes I'll do, like, the, the three <laughs> fingers and do the yeah, yeah, traditional, yeah. like, lineup. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm always the traditional lineup. I, I, I've tried that one where you just kind of, like, tuck it, you know, mm-hmm. with your whole grip, and then you just kind of. Yep, and, and every time it goes in the gutter, it's just like I, I I don't know how people do that. And the guy next to us, like there was a family next to us, and that the dude was doing that every time, and like striking left and right. I was just like, damn, well, it's must be like, nice. Like, hey, can you show me how to do that. Yeah, it must be nice. And I was having an issue finding the right size one because half the time the ones that I like, mm-hmm. the hole's too small. Yep, or my fucking super long ass fingers, and then the ones that are suitable for my hands. Are like ten times heavier. Yep. I so, because all of my fingers, as you can see, are all like fucking broken and bulky. So it's it's tricky. Yes. But a heavier ball probably doesn't matter to you because again, you have muscle on you. You have definition. I don't. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. But I mean, I don't know because sometimes I like getting like the smaller ball so I can get more speed on it. So. True. Yeah. Yeah, because like one of those balls is like a tenth of my weight. <laughs> So it's like, this this feels way too heavy. I mean, you can always do like the, the granny roll, you know? Oh, <laughs> God, I hate that. I don't know what's worse, like the granny roll or putting up the... All the little bumpers. The bumpers on the side. It's like, I don't know which one I'd rather not do, <laughs> you know? Seeing someone granny or like having those little things, like sometimes they shape them after dinosaurs oh, yeah. for kids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can put the ball on top and let it roll off its tail. As it goes like two miles per hour, <laughs> just... Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny is I love how some people, so you know the bowling etiquette, right? Where if someone gets up to you or, or someone's right next to you on the like the next lane over and they're bowling, mm-hmm. you probably should not yeah. immediately bowl. You should give them the space, right? Yeah. I love when certain people don't know that because there was a, a, a few, ro- few rows down, there was like two families that I assume had no connection whatsoever. And they were consistently going back and forth of like one family would step up to bowl. And as that person is getting ready to swing back, the next person would come up and like throw the ball. And it's just like, I don't know. Like, I think that's like a, it's like a slap to the face. It's like, it really what the fuck is. are you doing? It's wait a couple seconds, give them the space, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I also feel like if you ever played like the Wii, the Wii bowling, yeah, yeah. Like when you let go of the ball back, everybody jumps. I, I, that's how I feel like I'm bowling. Like anytime it happens, I'm always like jumping, and I'm just like, "Oh shit!" Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I will say though, most people really don't know. Surprisingly, and then even some people like uh, the little like fan that's uh, at the end of the what that's for. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. every time I do it, everybody's always asking like, "Hey, why do you always use that?" Like I was like, "What do you mean? It's for your hands?" Like. They're like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> why would he? What else would it be there? 
just to keep the machine from overheating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what the, that's what I thought it was for for the longest time. Oh, God. And then I realized, oh, it's for sweaty hands. So you have a good, like a better grip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's this thing. I don't know. It's like, I don't know how popular it is, but have you ever played? It's like a form of bowling. It's like a mini form of bowling, but the, the pins are on strings. Have you ever seen that? No. Never seen that? I've never seen that. There's one in Tampa. There's a bar down in Tampa, which you'll be going to Tampa. And I forget the name of it. I should find out. But there's a little bar that's, a I think, owned by a pretty famous sports guy for, like, the Tampa Bay Rays or something. Mm-hmm. I think he owns it. And inside, they have a little mini bowling thing. But And, like, the ball is, I don't know. I don't, it's just, like, there's nothing round here, of course. But it's just, like, that big. So like the uh, like the ski ball, maybe yeah yeah, but a little bigger than a ski ball at All like right. an arcade. But the the pins are on strings. It's just the weirdest thing because I remember I went there with my best bud and we were drinking like crazy, and it I I found it so funny because the pins would go up right to reset and then they would come down on the strings and mm. then one pin would just topple <laughs> over and then it, like the system would register that one pin top toppled over so it would pull everything back up and then it would come down and then one pin would all again. <laughs> and, I, and you know when you're fucking tipsy everything's 10 times funnier so we're just watching this losing our minds because it's just what the fuck this is so stupid it's the dumbest thing it like it like it looked like a puppet show that's exactly what i'm thinking <laughs> like a puppet show <laughs> like what the hell what the hell's going on right now I, like i lost my mind but that's that's a f- pretty cool version of of bowling. That's not that apparently popular. I don't know what it's called. Mini bowling. Yeah, I guess. No. Yeah. Um oh, I know what I was about to ask you. So, what? um so I hear you like, you know, theme parks and all that. Yeah. Roller coasters and everything. Yeah, yeah. So what would you say is like your favorite one though? Roller coaster or yeah. theme park? Or theme park, either one. Well, I I have a universal annual pass, so I'm definitely biased. Towards okay. Universal. Um, right now, it's Hagrid, which is at Islands of Adventure. The full name is Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Yep. But that's just way too long to say. <laughs> uh, it might be the Velocicoaster when it opens up, the Jurassic World Yeah. one. That's opening June 10th. Yeah, I can't wait. So that might be it because that looks nuts. Just that top hat yeah. section. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen like footage, but people have been filming and it goes around a corner and then it goes into this tunnel and then it goes. Oh, shit. It's just the, the, the takeoff on this thing. I think that's the I think that's where it hits 70 miles per hour mm-hmm. in that launch. It's wild. It's wild. Yep. I know where I'm going to go. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there's there, yeah, there's really there's really no roller coaster. I won't do. There's no death defying shit coming back to our earlier conversation there's like certain things like the navy seal thing that's that's death defying being blacked out underwater i would not do that like but there's very little things i won't do you know what i mean would i ride a bull i feel like i would no not at all you wouldn't no no you wouldn't ride a bull i've seen too many videos where it's like (laughs) as the guy's like about to fall off he gets like stuck in the face by the horn or it's definitely pretty scary, that's for sure. Yeah. Because when I think of that, I think of um, the Fear Factor stunt. Yes. That they made uh, they made people ride bulls, and then there's that famous version. Um, 
where the girl gets literally thrown off the uh, the thing. She gets demolished. You guys are each gonna have to ride one of these two thousand pound bulls. Don't let me die. Hold she gets on fucked for dear up. Life. Watch. Don't let go. Go. Ooh. Yo, what the <laughs> fuck? Just later, just later. You, just breathe, just breathe. Yo, yeah, that, was, that was a good profit drop. Yeah, straight down. It looks like a rag doll. <laughs> like that bull is like, get off me, bitch. <laughs> you want me on your back? Get off. Uh, it's it's crazy because it's almost like as she fell, I could feel the air leaving my own body. I'm just like, yo. Yeah, because like she, clearly you can tell she's not like she doesn't know what she's doing, and that bull is just, and then she's just like. But that's the crazy part. The bull wasn't even as aggressive as no, normal. No, no, no. no. That it was, was like a normal shake off. Like that was tame. Yeah, <laughs> I've, like I've seen ones where like the dude like a uh, um, jackass. Yep. Like the Johnny jackass Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. <sighs> oh man, like that one I think in the second movie, Jackass Bull Stunt, where he just gets. Leveled. Where is it? Oh yeah, right here. The the, the Toro totter. The last man on the teeter totter is the winner. It's gonna be a this fucking man. guy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking classic, yo. Oh yeah. <laughs> yo. Knoxville gets oh. fucked up on this. Man, where are you going? I'm not doing that. Fuck that. Yo, fuck that. Did you ever see the one where uh, Bam Margera gets a dick? Yes. Fucking 
soldered onto his ass cheek. <laughs> and his mom's like, what is wrong with you? He gets a fucking dick and balls soldered onto his with a fucking hot iron. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of it now. Like <laughs> the fact that that was basically what during like what 2000 and that's oh that's oh six oh six okay. The fact that we actually found that shit so funny, but <laughs> at the time we didn't care anything about their health. No, and no. now we're thinking like, damn, they really could have died with all the dumb shit that, that they actually did. Yeah. Yep. And you know they're they're supposedly making another jackass. And it's like, dude, aren't you guys like old? <laughs> How is your body able to actually like hold up with all that shit? Because like, that's why that that's why Johnny Knoxville does those bad grandpa movies. Yeah. Like where he was like dressed up as the old guy. Those shits are hilarious too. <laughs> oh my god. So it's like, you know, they 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 kind of tame it down a little bit, but yeah, it's like at at, at some point they can't do this anymore, you know. Yeah, but I always feel like where they may have left off, that's just going to lead more opportunity for someone else who's even more ballsier to step in. And but you really don't see this whole, like, you really don't see this a whole lot anymore. Because this is like the, because Jackass came from MTV, yeah. right? Like that whole era of, you know, kind of grungy home video, you know, be, do, doing stupid ass shit. You know what I mean? Like you really don't see that anymore. Besides, yeah. like maybe on like a like a a video show where they're making fun of people wiping out, you know what I mean? Ridiculousness, ridiculousness, or America's Funniest Home Video, yeah. or like something like that, you know. But you really don't see a show dedicated to stupid, insane stunts anymore. True, and I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's just with I don't know with the way how we as a society have slowly starting to evolve and do more random, more crazier shit. Yeah. I guess that's like, I guess everybody's sensitive to the fact of what if he dies or what if this happens and, or they're doing dumb shit because of this TV show or because of this movie or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. Everyone's too sensitive. Yeah. I'll definitely say that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Way too sensitive, but Hey, whatever. It is what it is. Well, I think we're uh, I think we're reaching the end here. <laughs> it's this is this is fun. I definitely say this is fun as hell. Yeah, it's always good to just because I think it's a dying art form. Just real conversation. That that is true. You know what I mean? Because everything once is like scripted now. Because it's like, oh, well, you can only say this. You can't say that. And that or yeah, we you know, obviously communicate a lot on devices yep. it's just a long form conversation hard to come by that is true right and it's just like i honestly think at some point it's going to get to such a point where we're all just sitting in a room and we have some kind of an implant in us and we're all just able to like i can just send you my thoughts and we're just you know sitting in silence i wouldn't be surprised if in the matter of a good 10 years we're something at that like point that. yeah something like that yeah, it's like a rough outline. It's not fully, you know, worked out, but that is definitely something that I think could could potentially happen. Yeah. We all have this implant in us. Because, I mean, I also think it has to do with, like, Marvel and how everybody wants to be, like, a superhero, per se. So yeah. there's 
probably somebody out there that's like has that idea of it. Yeah. Yep. Wild. But I hope you enjoyed your. I did. Your Charlie. Yes, I, did. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed Charlie. <laughs> As you uh, drink it. More of a coffee dude now. Um. Oh, hey, it's a dog. That was <laughs> super random. Okay, that's. <laughs> no, it's, it's still there. Anyways, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. But are you more of a coffee guy? You feel like? Um, slowly. This warms you, know, you up. Yeah, this is definitely a good you no know, intro into the coffee world. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I, uh, I hate to admit it. This is yeah. What's today? Today is the eighth. The eighth of April. Yes, eighth of April is the day I've uh, started to make a change. And you lost your C card. Yeah. <laughs> Bottoms up. Do you like a uh, like coffee liquor? Meaning like Bailey's or something like that, where it has like a coffee taste mixed with alcohol. Do you like any of that shit? Mm, yes, but only because I can like mix it into like yeah. hot chocolate and yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it'll maybe it'll broaden your your taste, <sighs> so you're not mixing it. You're just drinking the the coffee liquor straight. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Baby, baby steps, baby steps. <laughs> baby steps. Well, look, dude, thanks for coming on, and uh, hopefully uh, get you back on at some point after your military endeavors, <laughs> wherever they take you. Yeah. Like, do you know where your next year of life is, or do you not think that far ahead? Um, I try not to think that far ahead. I mean, you never know. I could be in freaking Korea, Germany, or anywhere, but... As far as I know, I would like to think I'll still be like here. So, yeah, yeah. But nah, I just like to take everything one day at a time. Me too. 100%. Yeah, there's a really good quote that I wish I could end this episode on, but I don't remember what it is. Something about, you know, yesterday. It, it's the cliche quote. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not here. All you have is right now. But it was worded much better. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like Fast and the Furious. I live my life as a quarter mile out of yeah, the time yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Vin Diesel. Yeah. Even though I'm not a car guy, I, I, I really enjoy those movies. Believe it or not, I learned somewhat about cars from Through that those movies. Yep. But it's like, did you really learn? Because is there, like, how much truth is there in those movies? That is true. <laughs> Like, what did you learn about cars in those movies? I mean, I learned some of the names. That's about there it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, some of the names. Uh, apparently, you can put super crazy engines in these things and push yeah. a push a button, and it'll make you jump a bridge. Literally. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite one? Uh, the sixth one's my favorite. Um, I would honestly say either the second or Tokyo Drift. Oh, okay. Both with no Vin Diesel. Except yeah. except for at the end of Tokyo Drift. Yeah. I mean, it... Yeah, Too Fast, Too Furious is pretty good. Yeah, because it was more racing. Yeah, I mean, it had this comedy, but it was... I think I also liked it because it was based out of Miami. Where true. It was like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one is in Miami. Yeah, Tokyo Drift, I don't like because of that fucking country dude. In I that mean, movie. he kind of... so annoying. 
he was kind of like the new aged Paul Walker during that like in that Oof. movie. I'm glad they got rid of him, except they brought him back later on. Yeah, I was like, oh. Well, Dude. I mean, also didn't get it because they have like Han, who apparently died. Yeah, yeah. And then somehow it comes back. Well, because like I, the newer ones. Yeah, because I think the like the newer ones are like prequels or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I t- and talking about theme parks, the ride at Universal, mm. kind of bogus. It's kind of bogus. It's kind of good. It's kind of bogus. Mm. Like, I don't get the total hate for it, but considering how much space it takes up, yeah, it's like, this is what you put here? And it's like two minutes long. Uh. It's just like, and it's, it's called Fast and Furious, but like among the fan groups, it's called Slow and Curious. <laughs> <laughs> So do you think it's kind of like, is it kind of like how the Transformers ride is, though? Where it's like... No, that's more intense. Oh, okay. That's more intense. This is just a giant bus. So that's the first problem. It's called Fast and Furious, right? But it's a bus. But you're on a bus. You're on a party bus. You would think the ride would somehow incorporate you being in a car? Yeah, like how like (laughs) Epcot is with their... um, Test track. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's amazing. Or like... Super Nintendo World coming out with Mario Kart. Yes, I can't wait for that. Something like that. Yeah. No, you're on you're on a bus. So that's the first problem right out of the gate. It's like, mm. wow, I thought I'd be in a car. I'm in a I'm I'm in a big ass bus. <laughs> How fast can this thing actually go? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but like the technology is pretty cool. It's like a wraparound 360 screen. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. You can tell it's very CGI though. I don't know. You never been on it? No. I haven't been to Universal, I will honestly say, in almost a good year. All right. Yeah. Or maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely got to get that pass. Get, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm thinking about it because I'm thinking about the Bush Gardens and getting their pass, but. Yeah, Bush Gardens is pretty good. I literally was there maybe about three, four weeks ago, but I, I, I kind of realized how dingy it is compared to like Universal or Disney. It's very kind of. Is it still more like based like for like a zoo rather than like the actual theme park or is it? Well, it's just the fact that it is like a zoo kind of theme park. So yeah. it's, you know, there's there, like there's nasty smells from time to time, even with a mask on. Yeah. Uh, but, the, but like the rides themselves, like they're just roller coasters and like Universal and Disney have roller coasters, but that are themed True. so, so immersively. Mm-hmm. And then you go to something like Busch Gardens and it's literally just you just doing loops and that's it. And it's just like, oh, I'm kind of spoiled with Universal because they, they invest a lot more into, you know what I mean? Yeah. Theming and immersiveness and, you know, all that shit. Trying to make it more than just a roller coaster. True. So. Well, I mean, that's like the beauty of Orlando, I'll say, because I'm pretty sure they have the bulk of all the theme parks there. So It's definitely like a, a theme park hotspot. Yeah. Because you have all four Disney, you have SeaWorld, you have all of Universal, Fun Spot, I guess you could throw in there. Uh, I think it's another one, I guess, uh, what's the other one? Aquatica. Oh, yeah, so all the water parks. You got yeah. Aquatica, Blizzard Discovery Beach. Coast. Yeah, Blizzard Beach. Volcano Bay. Uh, <laughs> and then I think it's like another one they were talking about was like Icon Park or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, it's, with the Orlando Eye. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's, there's a lot to do, that's for sure. So... I definitely think they Get make up pass. with that without the uh, having the beach, I guess, per se. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to make up for being literally in the middle of Florida. Literally. Where no water is. <laughs> yeah, you got to make up for it. 
But yeah, get a pass, dude, because that, that Velocicoaster is going to be next level shit. So that'd be a lot of fun to go. Yeah, no, definitely. I just feel like I'll spend most of the bulk of my time always there. <laughs> Job called me like, hey, where you at? Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought uh, I was off today. <laughs> exactly. All right, dude. Well, damn, dude. Two hours and 12 minutes. Hey, that's good. <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for coming.